Whoop is a fitness wearable that provides personalized insights on the performance of your sleep, how recovered your body is, and how much stress and exertion you put on your body throughout the day. Each day when you get up, Whoop gives you a recovery score based on your sleep, resting heart rate, and heart rate variability that can be used as an indicator for how to approach your day. The app has built-in features like Strain Coach, which gives you target exertion goals to work out optimally at your body's recovery level. Whoop automatically detects and categorizes your activities so there's no need to start and stop your workout. You can analyze your heart rate throughout the entirety of your workout and also track your calories burned, max heart rate, and average heart rate. It's the perfect way to train. The app also has a built-in sleep coach which lets you know how much sleep you should be getting based on your expected activity level for the following day so you can wake up and be recovered based on your performance goals. Whoop is offering 15% off with the code VELONEWS at checkout. Go to Whoop, W-H-O-O-P.com, and enter VELONEWS at checkout to save 15%. Sleep better, recover faster, and train smarter. Optimize your performance with Whoop today. Hello, Velo News listeners. This is Dan Cavallari, tech editor at Velo News, coming at you with another Velo News Tech podcast. And today we are going to be talking about your uh, sensitive regions. Uh, we're going to be talking about saddles. Um, and on the phone, I have uh, Garrett Getter, the product manager for saddles, grips, and tape at Specialized Bicycles. Garrett, how are you today? Good, Dan. How are you doing? Um, I'm wonderful. I'm I'm in my my creepy basement uh, because we're still all working from home, uh, and which is funny because Garrett and I were just talking. I mean, he's he's basically right up the street from the Velo News office in Boulder, uh, and yet we're still talking on the phone. But uh, glad I get to talk to you either way. Um, and today, Garrett, we're going to talk about uh, a new product from Specialized, but also more broadly, uh, sort of a lot of the things that have been happening in saddles uh, within the last uh, couple seasons. And and I've done a podcast about this before, and I've written pretty extensively about uh, saddles in general and how they've been changing uh, in the last few years. But just just this last these last couple months, we've seen some pretty unique designs: one from Specialized and one from Physique. Um, that sort of takes a completely new direction uh, for saddle design. So I want to get into that and talk a little bit about the specialized power with mirror technology. And the mirror part of that is is what's new. Um, but I also want to sort of talk about how we got to here. And, and that gets into the specialized uh, power with mimic technology and uh, some of the truncated designs we've seen in recent years. So let's let's start pretty basic. Um, before we get into all the other saddle designs, let's talk specifically about the new saddle from Specialized, which is the power with mirror technology. Garrett, what is mirror technology? Yeah, uh, that's a great question, Dan. So, uh, you know, mirror technology is uh, kind of our, our answer, our uh, evolution in a 3d printed product uh so it's you'd say it's our first opportunity to uh start to answer that question of how do we start to offer products that are more and more personalized for the rider mm -hmm. and and so yeah, and so this is essentially a 3d printing process that we're talking about yeah yeah and, and you know mirror technology is is bigger than just uh, the actual uh, production process. It's it's kind of the culmination of of all of our experience in saddle design and contact point um, design. Uh, it's it's our opportunity to take everything we've learned over the years and um, you know 
really progress. Uh, and obviously using something like a 3D printed uh, material helps us kind of take it to that next level. Mm-hmm. And when you say when you say 3D printed material, what exactly is the material? Is it a plastic? Is it a rubber compound? What what is what is the actual physical material? Yeah. So in in, in this case, in the saddle case, it's uh it's an elastomeric polyurethane. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it has um, really good uh, kind of energy rebound characteristics. Uh, it's soft to the touch. Yeah, it helps with vibration and and those types of uh, mechanical characteristics are are really what we look for um, in in saddle uh, product development because it's uh, really great to sit on. You know, it's it's nice and soft to the touch. Like I said, it, it helps with vibration. Uh, that leads or that helps us achieve a really comfortable uh, saddle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to talk pretty extensively about uh, mirror technology and, and 3D printing. But first, I want to kind of take a step back into the broader view of things. Um, we've seen just a ton of different saddle designs crop up in the last few years. Uh, I would say the most notable change has been sort of the... the uh, proliferation of snub nose saddles or the short nose saddles. Um, what, what revelations sort of precipitated that change in particular? Because I know even, even the mimic saddle with, or excuse me, the power saddle with mimic, you know, was sort of one of those short nose designs. So let's start there and talk about, um, why, why did that come about? What does that address? Yeah. I mean, you kind of hit on a little bit. It's, you know, whenever we're we're starting to develop new products, it always starts with the why. Like, why do we, you know, why do we do things the way we've always done them? Uh, why do saddles always come in, you know, traditionally like a twenty-seven to twenty-eight centimeter length? Mm-hmm. And that that that's really where it started. Is, you know, when we were talking about developing the power saddle, um, we had seen a few other. Uh, you know, other competitors doing shorter nose saddles. Uh, those saddles were really specifically for like a time trial or triathlon uh, situation. And, and we kind of said, hey, why do saddles need to be so long? Like, you know, we're really sitting on the back third of it. How can we, you know, kind of take, take that, take that short nosed approach to a new saddle? Because when you look at people riding on longer nose saddles, you know, a lot of the time you're, you're seeing someone sit further back on it. You're seeing the nose kind of out there and you know, it, that, that's kind of where it all started for us. And that, and that's kind of how we always approach product design. It, it really does start with the why, why is it like this now? Why does it have to be like this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So now taking that a step further, I mean, is, you know, we, we've, kind of determined that there was the nose was sort of extended for no reason or not no reason, but probably not a great, not a good reason anyway. Um, and so shortening it sort of made sense. Um, having ridden these pretty extensively, I can tell you that it sort of stabilizes your pedaling position as well. Um, you're not shifting around as much, uh, things like that. So as a natural extension born out of that, is that where, you know, you guys decided to take the next step with things like uh, the the mimic technology, and I'd like to talk about that specifically because that was that was a saddle before the mirror technology, which is the newest saddle. Um, the mimic really made waves, you know, last year, year before, um, 
And that was a, you know, that, that was a notable extension of, you know, we've now we've shortened the saddle, but that's, that's not as far as we need to go. We need to go further and, and design a saddle that, that makes sense for ergonomics and for, um, even gender specific reasons. Can you talk about the mimic saddle? Yeah. And, you know, and before maybe even jumping in the mimic, just to go back to the power a little bit, you know, that, that saddle was, a an evolution in a few ways. It wasn't just, you know, cut lopping off the nose. Uh, it was always, it was also a really big progression in, um, profile. So when, when I refer to the profile, it's kind of, it's, it's thinking about how the saddle, um, kind of tapers from the nose to the back. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, if you look at a power saddle versus, uh, a, you know, most traditional saddles, it's a, it's a very sharp progression, right? It's, it's really abrupt. You know, you've got this really short, really narrow nose. And then the way that it kind of tapers out to the, to the back of the saddle is, is quite abrupt. And that in combination with a really, really big cutout, uh, is what makes the power saddle, the original power saddle we developed, uh, so popular for riders. Uh, it is, it is one of those saddles where, uh, when you sit on it, when you ride it, you feel really good anatomical support more so than just a traditional saddle that, you know, tapers very slowly, uh, and is more rounded. This saddle is, is so unique in that way. And, and that's why the power saddle has been so good, um, for our riders. And, you know, you see that in the business. It's, it's, there's definitely a progression away from some of our traditionally long nose saddles to that one. And then, you know, to segue into Mimic, that was why we launched Mimic technology first and foremost with the power shape, because it has been so popular for our riders. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, taking that a step further, talking about the why, why did we create Mimic technology? It, it started with solving for a unique problem. Uh, and not a problem that a lot of people were comfortable talking about, and specifically, women, women talking about, uh, some of the problems they had riding saddles with a uh, traditional cutout, you know, for years now we've developed saddles with the intention of taking pressure off of soft tissue areas. And so by creating a cutout, we thought we were, uh, really solving problems for both male and female riders. Mm -hmm. And when we, um, when Ali Tetrick, uh, joined specialized as a, as an athlete, uh, her and, uh, Dr. Andy Pruitt, uh, worked really closely together on some product development. And very early on in the relationship, uh, Ali had mentioned to Dr. Andy Pruitt, Hey, you know, we, you know, my friends that I ride with, uh, other professional riders, we are not super comfortable with the saddles that are currently available. Um, you know, some of these riders have had extensive, uh, surgeries, uh, in their vagina, labioplasty to deal with some of the issues that have come from, from saddles. And so, you know, when Andy started hearing this and started to talk to other, other riders, other women, that were experiencing similar issues to Allie, that's where we started to discover that 
there was something missing in our product offering. And that's where Mimic technology really started. And, and yeah, and go ahead. And specifically, <laughs> I mean, Mimic technology is, is essentially, um, uh, you know, it, within the saddle, there's there's different durometers of, of foams and such. Uh, and that's yeah. that's essentially tailoring, uh, you know, what, what foams support and which ones cushion. Um, and so it was sort of rather than just covering one type of foam in a cover and then calling it a saddle, this was a more tailored execution, correct? Yeah, it was all about uh, pressure equilibrium. It was all about trying to find... Uh, you know, a reduction in pressure uh, for the vulva, for the anterior part of the pelvis, mm -hmm. uh, and creating a little bit more support for the labia uh, where the where the cutout traditionally was. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it was, and that and that's a huge a huge departure from from the the normal, which was put a cutout, put a cutout there, and and that will work for everyone. Right. Um, well, yeah. and also, and also, I mean, you know, in a lot of cases, it's been you know, you develop a saddle uh, based on information and data that you've collected, and largely that's from from male riders. Um, and so, this was a unique execution in that it was made for female riders, and it seems to translate pretty well to male riders. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, it's you kind of hear the saying like, "Oh, shrink it and pink it." Like that's you know that that's the way we you know, that's the way people create product for women. And it's, it's just not, that's not the right way forward. Sure. sure. Uh, and, and we, we really wanted to, uh, create a product that, that supported, uh, women in a, in a different way. And, and we really think that mimic technology is that, is that way forward. Yeah. So now, I mean, ex extending from the mimic, uh, uh, technology into the mirror technology, it seems like, just from hearing you talk about it, it seems like the mirror technology is essentially trying to accomplish the same thing as the the mimic technology. You know, having those different durometers and and tailor tailoring that that um, those characteristics uh, for support and for comfort. How does how does the three D printing um, make it any better or different than than what you were already doing with the various foams that were in the mimic saddle? Yeah, that's uh, that's a phenomenal question and. You know, it's it's really interesting starting with a with a new technology like like Mirror. Um, you know, we we did this in conjunction with uh, Carbon Inc., which is based in Redwood City. Uh, they have some really really awesome three uh, D print technology and uh, a great design brand. But you know, when we started the project with them, we we really wanted to start with something. Uh, yeah, that's obviously been successful, which was the mimic saddle. And, you know, if you, if you can take, if you take a look at, at how the, the mimic saddle is, is, is constructed, it's, it's made of a lot of different foams. Uh, it has a, a, like a TPU trampoline in the middle. It's got two different cover materials. It's a really, really complex saddle. And, and of course it's, it's successful because of that, but, you know, when everyone thinks of 3d print technology, they think of like, how can we make it better? How can we do it quicker? Uh, that's what we started with, with carbon. We said, Hey, take the saddle, let's make it one material. Let's see how we can progress. And so we started there. They were able to, to make that happen pretty quick. And so we wanted to say like, how can we take this? How can we take mimic technology even further? 
or how can we take saddle design even further? And so, you know, if when when you get a chance to feel a mirror saddle, it has all the attributes uh, that we we've taken from the mimic saddle. Like we, you know, we learned that not only is a, a softer nose super important for for women, uh, but we also found that men really prefer that. And then also when you think of like the the cutout. That is, uh, that has some support that support carries over really well, actually for men too. Um, and so we got through this whole design process with carbon. We were really, uh, really impressed with the work and we were, I was sitting in the office one day and I was talking to, uh, uh, one of my colleagues and, and she mentioned to me, she's like, Hey, me and my partner, you know, we took, we took three months off the bike, you know, we, you know, we took the winter off, we were surfing a lot, we were hanging out, we doing a lot of hiking, you know, we started riding our bikes again. And one of the first things I noticed was that my partner and I sit bones were super, like super achy, super kind of, it felt almost bruised on that first ride. And, and I, it really got me thinking about something I had noticed. Um, so just a little backstory, like my background, um, I worked at retool, uh, headquarters in Boulder for the last seven years before moving into this product management role. And, you know, one thing I noticed consistently when we put someone on a, a really good anatomically correct saddle for the first time was that in some cases getting used to having that support on your sit bones, uh, takes time. And some people really never, fully get, um, used to that, used to having your sit bones so well supported your ischial tuberosities and your pubic rami. And so that was, that was where we had the opportunity to take mirror technology to that next level. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and the idea was, Hey, let's, let's, let's reduce the density where your sit bones are. Let's, let's try to find a way to, instead of, you know, you think about it like this is the way that I, that I think about it. It's like think about sitting on a park bench, and sometimes on a park bench, you know, your uh, the surface is very hard, and so where you're sitting on it, it's a very pointed pressure. You know, it's uh, the surface area is pretty small. It's it's you know you feel that. Mm-hmm. And then go and sit on a hammock. And so, you know, the, the hammock kind of contours to your body. It, it, it's kind of displaced over more area. And, and that's kind of the feeling you get between like a traditional foam saddle and um, a mirror saddle. Yeah. You, you get this contouring feeling. Yeah, yeah. Whoop is a fitness wearable that provides personalized insights on the performance of your sleep, how recovered your body is, and how much stress and exertion you put on your body throughout the day. Each day when you get up, Whoop gives you a recovery score based on your sleep, resting heart rate, and heart rate variability that can be used as an indicator for how to approach your day. Whoop is offering 15% off with the code VELONEWS at checkout. Go to Whoop, W-H-O-O-P dot com and enter VELONEWS at checkout to save 15%. Sleep better, recover faster, and train smarter. Optimize your performance with Whoop today. What's, what's interesting to me about saddles in general and, and people's reaction to it, you know, is this is a, this is a pretty complex 
thing to have to design. I mean, we're talking about probably the most sensitive tissues in your entire body uh, in one of the most awkward positions you could put your body in. <laughs> um, and it needs, I mean, the, the needs are very different uh, front to rear. I mean, you're talking about, like you just said, I mean, your sit bones, uh, a very pointed pressure, whereas, you know, the front of the saddle is 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 addressing a more broad uh, pressure, and yet it tapers out because by necessity, right? Because of your, your legs, yeah. right? So it's, it's actually a really complex component to have to design. And I think that gets lost a little bit because, you know, we, we think about the saddle as like, yeah, I just, I just need a place to sit, but also you're sitting on it, <laughs> you know, like, yep. so that, that by necessity, <laughs> uh, you, you know, that's going to dictate a lot of your performance throughout the day. If you're not comfortable, you're not going to perform at your best. So I think that's that's something that needs to be clear to to everybody listening. I mean, we we tend to simplify saddles as, you know, just a place to sit, but it's really much more complex than that. And I think that's where I'm intrigued to to learn more about um the process of creating the mirror technology because mm-hmm. I remember just even just a few years ago visiting certain factories, bike factories and component factories and and hearing uh the engineers talk about 3D printing, about how it was opening up all these design possibilities and we can mock up things and we can, you know, test things, but they weren't yet at the point where they could create actual products that were ready for consumers. We're there now and we've been there now for, I would say a couple of years. Um, and, and 3D printing to me, from my limited understanding of it, is that one of the biggest advantages is that you can create very complex shapes, uh, in a more simplified uh, manufacturing process, um, is that is that essentially one of the draws for you guys for for mirror technology, or is there something beyond that? I mean, is there more tailoring, even more tailoring going on in durometers and things like that? Yeah, I mean, it's three uh, D printing is. Uh, I think I think everyone that thinks of three D printing, it's uh, thinks of speed and unlimited opportunity to adjust and to tinker and to customize. And, you know, for us, we, we developed, we developed this product quite quickly. Uh, and we did a lot of iterations. So it was 70, 70 odd iterations of this saddle to get to, to really where we're, we're at now. And we did that very quickly. Um, you know, from start to finish getting to a getting close to a really finished product. It took us about 10 months, Wow, which is, is that's, not a lot of time. No, that's fast. Wow. <laughs> and so, um, it's, it's both, uh, exciting and daunting because you, you have this unlimited potential, you know, when you think of like a traditional manufacturing process, you, you think of, okay, there are limitations and, and, you know, at some point I'm going to push hard enough where the vendor is going to say, we just can't do that. The material is just not capable of doing that with 3d printing. That's, that's limitless. And, and for us, um, and as you mentioned, it's saddles are such a, you know, as simple, you know, when you look at a saddle, it's such a simple looking product, but, uh, you know, as, as we learn through mimic technology and now, now through mirror, you know, in order to start playing in this world of different durometers in, in very key locations, uh, you need, to be agile, you need to have um, a kind of medium to be able to customize and to personalize the product wherever you see fit. Mm-hmm. I'm, and, curi- 
Yes. Yeah. So I'm curious too. I mean, and this is sort of an aside because you know, at heart I'm a hippie. Um, and so, <laughs> so I have a question about uh, the manufacturing process with 3D printing. I mean, is there does it generate less waste? Because I know with you know with foams and things like that and and other traditional, um, you know, manufacturing processes, you know, there's a lot of waste. There's a lot of cutting. Um, does 3D printing cut down on that? You know, I think in I think in some ways it absolutely does, and and actually in this case I think it definitely does. Um, you know, if you think about this product, it's it's all one piece. There's no cover material uh, that's that's kind of supplemental. It's it's all part of one product. So there's no tool to create uh, for. I mean, we you know you need a tool for every aspect of 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 a saddle, right? Like you need a tool for the foam. Uh, you need a tool for uh, the screen printing and for the cover shape. You know, we don't need all of that in order to create this product. It's all made with one machine and one material. So, I, I definitely, I definitely think there are some. Um, there's, it's, there's definitely less waste in that regard. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's. You know, that's. Man, you're, you're hitting on something that's that's really. It really hits home for me and for sure, like trying to figure out ways to be less wasteful is, is a massive, a massive aspect of, of what we're trying to do at that specialized. Mm-hmm. And, and for sure, uh, this saddle is, is, is a great step in that direction. Sure. Sure. So, you know, again, with, with, um, the materials going into this and, you know, like you said, each, each part requires tooling and all that. What's, um, what is the 3d printed material in this case, uh, bonded to, I mean, I don't, I don't have the saddle in front of me yet. Uh, I know there's one on the way. Uh, is it a carbon shell? I mean, what is it? How does, how does the 3d printed material build up? Yeah. So, uh, it's an amazing process to see how the, the 3d print is created. Um, it's, so if anyone's really interested in checking out, definitely go check out carbon's website. Um, there's a ton of information on, on the, the very nitty gritty of how they produce products, but, uh, just really high level, uh, they use pretty much like a, there's a projector that is, is placed, um, below a like bathtub or a vat of a very specific material and and carbon has a bunch of different materials they use in our case we use uh what's called epu 41 which is one of the materials they've developed uh you pour this fluid into this into this like bathtub and on the bottom of the bottom of the bathtub is a kind of like a clear glass and underneath that glass is the projector and a little platform kind of drops into this um, into this vat, and uh, the lights. So the the projector emits uh, UV light in a specific pattern, and the material is uh, UV sensitive. Uh, so whenever UV light is shot in a specific pattern uh, right near the glass, that material turns into a solid, mm-hmm. and so it connects to this this platform, then the platform slowly moves, uh, vertically up and extracts, uh, the, the shape, the print, uh, that that's created. And, and so that that's created, uh, it's cured and then it's bonded to, yeah, like you mentioned, it's, it's a carbon shell. 
that utilizes kind of like an overmolded uh, nylon uh, combination. So it, it's really great for stiffness and uh, flexibility. Yeah. So it, it adds a little bit of um, compliance u- utilizing carbon fiber as the as the shell. Gotcha. So yeah. now, now I know that you know we've we've been talking specifically about um, you know the, the the mirror technology and specialized saddle, but you guys do have competition out there. Uh, not too yeah. long ago, Physique launched their three uh, D printed saddle. I've been riding that one uh, quite a bit, and cool. you know I won't tell you guys yet what I think of it. You'll have to wait for the <laughs> review on velonews.com. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, you know it's it's a similar concept, and I wanted to talk about what differentiates your saddle from something like physiques, which is also a 3d printed execution. Yeah. So, you know, for us, uh, probably one of the most, uh, obvious things is of course the shape, right? Um, you know, the physique saddle is more of a traditional, uh, length saddle, um, you know, flatter profile. Ours is, you know, short nose, like we talked about 24 centimeters long, um, from a pro point, it's a little bit of a hybrid between our power and our power arc. Uh, so of course, yeah, shape is probably a big one right off the bat. Um, for us, uh, probably one of the other big differences is that we developed a, a cover for this saddle. Um, you know, in, in some of our early, uh, development, we found that the, the open lattice, um, just wasn't as comfortable as a, as a covered lattice. Um, so I, I really think one of the, the big things that, that separates us from physique is that it has, has a cover. It also allowed us to kind of, to customize the, uh, the cover a little bit more. So it, you know, it didn't feel too sticky. Uh, it had the right amount of grip and slip is what I like to say, because it has a really cool texture on it, mm-hmm. but, uh, it also has this, this, uh, the satin finish, um, that, that we kind of, that we developed with, with carbon, you know, we kind of told them like, this is really what we want. We want something that is, um, you know, more of a satin finish. Uh, so with that satin finish, it, it kind of allows you to move around on the saddle a little bit more, Mm -hmm. uh, prior to developing that it was, it was kind of a shinier, uh, finish and it was a lot more tacky. And so, you know, for some riders that really like being stuck to the saddle in one place, it was great. But for the majority of riders that want to be able to feel like they can kind of move around a little bit, but also settle into a good position, um, this is really a happy medium yeah. in that way. Is the is the cover uh, part of the, the 3D printed structure? I mean, is it is this is essentially integrated into that or is that a separate component? Yeah, it's, a, it's all one piece. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... That's really cool in that way. I, yeah. I think that's one of the coolest aspects of it. That's interesting too, that you, you, you're saying that, uh, it allows you to move around a little bit more in the saddle. Whereas, you know, in the, in the, just the past few years with all these short nose saddles coming out, one of the big selling points has been, you know, Oh, it stabilizes your position. So you're not moving around as much. Um, what's your take on that? I mean, is it, is it, is it okay to move around a little bit on your saddle? Do you want to be more planted? I think, I think it's, uh, it is absolutely fine to be able to move around on the saddle. And, and to be honest, I, I think that, you know, for, for any rider, you should, you should have a saddle and a position on the bike that you feel comfortable that you can adapt to whatever the, the effort is. Right. Um, 
you know, with my days at retool, you know, we would, we would, we would validate a, a fit, uh, using a steady state position, right? Like that's how we do the majority of the fit. We'd kind of find like a good tempo pace, uh, to capture data. And then when we really thought we were, you know, starting to get somewhere with a position and getting close, you know, we would also have them up the wattage and really start to push and see where they see where they move. And, you know, any rider that does, you know, group rides, uh, riding with friends and, and want to challenge, you know, each other, you, you will kind of adapt. You will move around on the saddle. It's, it's not a, it's not meant to be a really fixed position. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, we're, we're getting toward the end here, but I want to, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, differences in saddles between, you know, road mountain bike. And I don't know if you've heard of this new category called gravel. Uh, everybody's talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it, you know, it's growing. Um, you know, if I'm a, if I'm a road rider or gravel, I mean, I think the crossover really is, is road to gravel. Um, but I, you know, let's talk about mountain bikes too, uh, cause I think we have a, a fair few mountain biker listeners out there as well. Um, is there a difference? I mean, can, can the mirror technology in this particular saddle, this mimic saddle, uh, is it, is it designed specifically for a road position? Uh, how will I feel, how will it feel differently if I'm on a gravel bike? Uh, and what about a mountain bike? I mean, you know, some of the forces that you encounter on a mountain bike are very different than you would on a gravel bike. You're sitting more on a gravel bike and, and hitting a lot of that chunk. Um, whereas on a road bike, it's a much smoother experience, even if you do hit you know, some, some bigger potholes, it's mostly vibration. Um, is the mimic with mirror tailored to, toward any one of specific of those types of riders or is it, uh, is it suitable for all three? Yeah, that's a great question. The mirror, in my opinion, the, the lattice that we developed using the material we developed makes this saddle one of the most compliant saddles we've ever created. And I don't know any rider, regardless of surface that they're riding on, that wouldn't benefit from a more compliant saddle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, here in Boulder, we've got uh, a number of different materials you can, or uh, different surfaces you can ride on, uh, given the day, uh, from you know chip seal to like freshly paved to gravel uh, to single track. You know, for me, I think that this product works really well for any rider. And when we, when we were testing and validating this product, we, we wanted to make sure that, uh, if you're a mountain rider, this product would work well for you. If you're a road rider, it would also work well for you. And, um, that was, you know, that's another reason that we went with the power shape is because this shape, I mean, you'll see it on so many different riders bikes, you know, from world tour or pro tour riders to, you know, Sam Hill, you know, racing enduro, you know, you've got, you've got riders from in, in all, in all spectrums, uh, riding, riding the power saddles. That, that's why we started there is, yeah. you know, this, this product, this, this shape, you know, it doesn't, uh, it's not for one specific surface. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we just have a couple minutes left here, but, um, on, in that same vein, uh, you know, mountain biking crashes are kind of inevitable. Um, yeah you know, is there, is there, there's a durability aspect here? Uh, is, is the 3d printed material any more or less durable than the typical construction that you used before on specialized saddles? I mean, am I going to tear this thing up the first time I crash on it? Well, it's like, you know, if you, 
if you lay down any saddle on asphalt or anything like that, it, it will rip. Um, and I would say this material is no, uh, no more or no less durable than that. Uh, you could see some tearing, you know, like some, some scuffing on the side, but you know, in, in all of our testing, like extensive ride testing, crashing all that. Yeah. We, you know, we've got some saddles that have some, some rips and tears on the sides, but they still perform just as good as, uh, when they were new, they just don't look as nice. And, and that, that'll happen to any saddle that you crash on. Mm-hmm. I'm all about looking nice, Garrett. I got to look, I, I, I know, I, I may, know. I may not be fast, but as long as I look fast, that's all I care about. That's I, I'm the same way. All show, no go. <laughs> that, that also needs to be a t-shirt. Okay. Uh, Garrett, what do we, is there anything else about uh, the mirror technology that you want to make sure people out here uh, know about, or have we, have we covered most of, of what's important about the the new mirror technology? Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think we've kind of hit on everything, you know, it's uh, for us, like, like I said, when we, when we first started this, it's, like the mirror technology to this point is the culmination of all of our, all our learnings in saddle design, uh, both from a shape and a padding standpoint. Um, you, you know, we've, we, we think that this product is, uh, it, I mean, it definitely is the future and I have never been so excited to get something out there because, uh, I do think it is a, a saddle that is, is just so comfortable. Um, I, I just, I've had so many people just reach out, uh, just trying to get their hands on more. Yeah, so yeah. Soon, soon enough. <laughs> nice. Well, I, I definitely want to get my, my butt on one. So hopefully soon I'll be able to test one and, uh, and you guys can look forward to a review on, on velonews.com as soon as I get some time on it. Garrett, uh, thanks very much for joining me today. I appreciate your time. Uh, and for those of you listening, if you have questions about this podcast or any of the other episodes of the Velo News Tech Podcast, or if you have suggestions for topics you would like me to cover uh, on a future tech podcast, I would love to hear them. So please feel free to reach out to me. You can either email me at dcavallari at velonews.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Brown Tide Dan. Uh, so please do reach out. And Garrett, uh, thank you again. And uh, for all of you listening, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time.